From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., the Republican-controlled Joint Finance Committee has removed nearly 400 policy items from Democratic Governor Tony Evers' proposed biennial budget. They included expansion of Medicaid plus hot-button issues such as marijuana legalization and a repeal of Act 10, former Governor Scott Walker's bill that essentially gutted public unions in Wisconsin. The GOP says it will now craft a budget of its own, and Republican leaders have indicated their version may include a tax cut. What might that tax cut look like? Uh, We don't know yet. They're still trying to figure out what... Uh, the final numbers look like on this budget, so that maybe will help shape some of that discussion about a tax cut. Remember, typically in Wisconsin, we file taxes on April 15th. We then get new revenue estimates from the Legislative Fiscal Bureau around uh, the 10th of May or so, every odd-numbered year that then are used. Those numbers are used to kind of help finish off the budget. Well, by pushing back the filing deadline to May 17th, you now have a delay in getting those numbers. So we don't have the full picture of our finances as a state, for the next two years until then, uh, that'll shape it. But, you know, the other thing is, don't forget that there is a provision in the uh, federal guidelines for the stimulus money that if you accept the COVID-19 money, you're not allowed to directly or indirectly cut, reduce taxes. Now it's being challenged in court. Um, I'm pretty sure the public is going to try and cut taxes anyway, despite that provision. So we'll see how that plays out. But we don't have the details of what, what that tax cut might look like. Also last week, Republican leaders said they would move to reinstate a requirement that unemployed people in Wisconsin conduct four job searches per week in order to qualify for benefits. The requirement was waived last year because of the coronavirus pandemic, but Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said Friday that he would support an effort to reinstate it. Why do they want to reinstate this requirement? Uh, There are a couple things going on. One is that you're hearing Republicans more and more talk about the tight labor market in Wisconsin, which it's not unique uh, to us. Other states are seeing it as well. And they're starting to say we should be turning our focus from helping those who are unemployed through enhanced benefits, those kinds of things, to trying to get more people back in the workforce to address our uh, need for workers. So this is one thing now they want to try and get people moving back into the workforce. And this is part of it. By requiring the job searches, you're actually getting, you're getting people to actively look for a job. Uh, as they try and get off of unemployment. So that's part of it. They're also, remember, uh, about a month or so ago, Republicans uh, were okay with allowing this provision to lapse and that the federal government was paying for the first week of unemployment uh, so long as you didn't have a one-week delay before you could collect. Well, we we suspended that requirement, uh, the, the delay in, in collecting unemployment during the pandemic. They've allowed that to lapse. Now you have a one-week delay again before you collect unemployment. It's all pushing toward... They want to get people back in the workforce. They feel like some of the policies coming out from Washington are hurting that. Now the Democrats have a different take on things, but that's part of what's driving this conversation for Republicans right now. Do you think Democrats might push back on this? Uh, yes, that, you know, this is we're still in a pandemic. There are people still hurting. I'm sure you can hear that line from Democrats. Uh, it's just that they can't really stop Republicans, as far as I know, from getting this requirement back in place. And finally, the State Assembly and the State Senate are holding floor periods this week. 
Several bills related to elections have been making their way through the committees, and now the agendas for the floor periods indicate lawmakers will take up those bills. Democrats have pushed back on so-called election reform bills across the country. Here in Wisconsin, what do these bills entail? Well, the ones that are up this week include things like in the Assembly, a bill that would ban the use of private resources to cover the cost of an election. Uh, That one's going to be controversial. Another one will require um, the publication of Election Commission meeting minutes within a certain period of time after a meeting. That one I don't think is going to be get much pushback. In the Senate, there are a couple bills. One uh, that would ban clerks from filling in missing information on an absentee ballot envelope. Remember, this is a big uh, issue that former President Trump raised in his unsuccessful lawsuits trying to overturn the Wisconsin election results. It's because clerks in some communities, if there was missing, for example, a zip code or um, a municipality off of the witness uh, signature on an absentee ballot envelope, the clerks would fill in information with the, with um, available information they had to try and make sure that ballot was uh, was counted. Uh, that advice from the Election Commission has been in place since October of 2016. Nobody really raised an issue before, but it became one during 2020, and now Republicans want to ban clerks from being able to do that. Uh, another one uh, in the Senate would, would explicitly ban uh, ballot harvesting. We, It's kind of a long story, but Wisconsin, we, we kind of have a ban on it but it's not real explicit. This would uh, put that more explicitly in the state statute. So these are just kind of the first batches are working their way through the system. What's interesting is there are a couple of bills that have been uh, getting bogged down in committee because there are issues with them. For example, there was a blow up last week between uh, State Senator Steve Noss and State Senator Kathy Bernier, who was the chair of the Elections Committee in the Senate. Noss was complaining that about eight bills were not getting out of committee fast enough and was really pushing on those. And Benir pushed back saying, look, election law takes time and we need to get this right. And it was really interesting to watch these tensions boil over because Republicans are feeling this pressure to get some things done on election bills because their base is you know, unhappy about how things went in November. The former President Trump has continued to push oftentimes without any foundation of truth, this idea that the election was stolen and that, you know, these things are not right. So the base really wants to see these changes put in place and Republicans feel like they need to get the stuff done to show the base that they're fighting for them because there's a little bit of a worry that if they don't do something that shows them that they're not going to allow these things to go unchecked, that there are some Republicans who will just kind of give up and maybe not turn out in future elections or feel like, what's the point? Because it doesn't matter if they're not going to, you know, change these rules and make sure it's quote-unquote fair in their opinion. So there's a, there's a real ten, uh, pressure right now for Republicans to get some of these things done to show the base they're fighting for them. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.